All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, August 21st. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Oh, we are, we're thrown slightly because he's back. We got Podcast Jesus is back on the show for this huge episode. So, I mean, let's get right to it. Kirk Minahan, thank you for being on yeah. B.O. Boys once again. Guys, you know, there's no bigger fan than me. Uh, it's great to be here. It's great to be here with you, Pat, and with Clayton. Clayton's a fellow American. We stayed in the country all summer. I mean, we're really, yep. you know, we're not the kind of guys. We're not going to see movies and these little independent things. And then when we come back to America, we're not, like, talking to old women after seeing that. I don't know. You have a very bizarre summer. I don't even know where to I'm, where I'm to talking. I'm talking to Parisians on bicycles in Paris. I'm talking to old ladies after Oppenheimer. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we're, we're sound of freedom guys, you know, yeah. USA, USA. So, but yeah, but I'm always, always thrilled to be here. So, so Clayton officially uh, stating it on this episode, he is a sound of freedom guy. So I heard the yeah. So there you go. It's official. I'm it salt of the earth. What can I say? Um, you know, I, Kirk, you, you know, let's go over your summer a little bit. We're going to get to Blue Beetle. We're going to get to Strays, this huge box mm-hmm. office weekend. But we want, we want to check in with you because, you know, since the last time you were on the show, we've gained a lot of listeners here on the B.O. Boys. So we're happy now to share those listeners with you. Everyone, check out Thank the you. Kirk Minahan show. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll take anything I can get. I've seen a lot of Minna fans out there tweet that they love your show, which is great because, you know, I guess I found it randomly. I think I was, I think I said this last time I was searching, I heard Mendelssohn on, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on the ringer one. And I was like, Oh, it's box office. And like, I, I think I'm repeating an old story. And, uh, but it's a so, great story. People love it. Well, one of the classics of all time it should be adapted to a film. Right. But, um, but no, but it's, I'm, t- I, I'm not kidding. When I say, this is my favorite. When you ask me to come on, I'll always say yes, but I never listen to myself. So no, I can't listen to the BO boys till like Thursday yeah. or Friday next week. I'm fucked. It's, so, it, no. It's a problem we have too, honestly, because we would love this show if we weren't the show. So it, right. it is a sad thing when your favorite show is you. It's a burden mm. of genius for you guys. Yeah. I understand that. I listened to the one with the horror movie guy last time. Oh, Brett then, from the New Flesh. Yeah, and then the one before the guy who talked the entire time. I listened to that one too. Like it, I, I never miss an episode. Yeah. I never. If if you're listening right now, if you're a Minda fan listening for the first time, you. Subscribe to the show. You leave it a five star review. You find them on YouTube. You find them on TikTok. You mm-hmm. fucking start subscribing yes. and leave those. I don't know why they matter, but leave a five star review for these. Yes, guys. yeah. Get it, on it, the fans. Get it, on it. It's the most important thing in modern life is leaving reviews, ringing that bell. Yeah, no question. Ring that. Ring that bell. Ring it. So you know, you were talking about how I'm out there flaunting around the world, but you did a live show this summer. You did a few live shows, but you just did mm-hmm. one in. I mean, this is salt of the earth, Plymouth, Massachusetts. How did that yes. go, Kirk? Um, we had some audio. We had some sound issues. It was okay. like the beginning of um, was it the Spider Man movie that the the beginning of the movie the audio was so bad they actually put out new. Uh, uh, did, you, did you see that story earlier this summer? No, no. Spider Man cartoon at the beginning, the sound was so bad they actually sent out new prints. So we had wow. some audio issues, but you know we had a couple of thousand people, Great. big crowd, big night. Yeah, it was good. We'll do have some more live shows. No, it's been a good summer. It's been a busy summer. I've been traveling a lot uh, for Barstool. I'll be in Chicago in a few months. I'll be in New York again. We have a show at the House of Blues in Boston this week. So we're staying busy, but uh, but no, everything everything is good here. It's been a good summer. That's great, Kirk. And you know, you had the technical issues. I, I heard your last episode. You're looking for a new staff member. Open mm-hmm. application process. We love that. Yep. You know, we've got our intern uh, division is just growing. We've got multiple interns. Interns are reporting to other interns. And, uh, you know, any advice for that? And, you know, you've got a big organization. The B.O. Boys organization is growing. We've been very nice to want to be our intern, Christopher. He's doing a great job. I think he's someone for you to keep an eye on for down the road. Yep, I heard his episode, yeah. um, You know, the organization is growing what, what advice do you as Podcast Jesus have for a growing organization, how we need to sort of handle these new incoming interns? Because honestly, we do need a, a bit of a whipping boy on the show. And I, do you it have is, advice for that? Yeah, it is the ultimate. I deal with this dilemma right now. The show that was I recorded about an hour ago, I deal with this still all the time. You want to hire somebody who's competent. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse for content than a competent, like nice person. Mm-hmm. So that's the balance is you get an idiot who screws it up. You're mad because it's screwed up, but yet you know the content of the show will be better because you hired this idiot. It's, right. it's the ultimate. So if you could somehow get a balance, get somebody who can dot the I's and cross the T's behind the scenes, never have them be content, and then have two idiots 
sort of the other part of it is mm-hmm. the other two interns. It's magic. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be my, that'd be my get one person who's smart. Okay. Get two people who are stupid. That's the ultimate tonic. I think. Yeah. So we've got, we've got one of your own intern, Christopher, who's very smart. So we, very smart. yeah, we may need a complete idiot then as, a, yeah. as our next intern. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, that's 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 great advice. So now, before we get into Clayton, is he's dying to do this plow for the for the weekend? Yeah. But before we get into that, since you're here, since the last time you were on, Barbenheimer happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Barbie's going to end up being the biggest movie of the year. It's going to pass Super Mario Brothers. Oppenheimer is also a juggernaut. Have you seen these films? What is and you know what is the bar stool? What are the stoolies? Think of Barbenheimer. How was Barbenheimer weekend well, at Barstool? Well, Barbie was a big, divisive movie among the stoolies. A couple of female Barstool employees, Kelly Keegs is one of them, another one, thought this was the greatest movie ever made. Okay. And some of the older guys my age were like, not so great. And some of the women, like, it's you're not allowed to not like Barbie. That It's become that thing, which I respect. My take on Barbie was, I thought it was like, okay. I thought it was an okay comedy. I thought Gosling was actually really funny. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, it didn't land for me like it landed for everybody else, but I don't think it's supposed to. Right. I think Oppenheimer is one of the, I, th- I think I said it's one of the five best movies this century. Wow. So it absolutely landed for, I have Zodiac and there will be blood ahead of it. So that, that's it. I, um, I, I think it's just like an unbelievable. I, I can't believe you pulled it off. Like it's, it's, I, I'm still stunned. And I saw today, it's the fifth highest grossing IMAX movie in history. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's Avatar to, uh, 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 Avengers movies and The Force Awakens and freaking Oppenheimer, a three-hour movie about... And the truth is you don't even really need, need to see it in IMAX. Like, the bomb is not that big a deal in the movie to me. The, the bomb... Yeah, because it's only... And it's only the test. It's so short. Right. It's mostly right. guys right. talking in rooms, but you do like to see them really tall. That is nice. That is true, and it sounds great. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, 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 the Barbie thing at Barstool for a week... It was men versus women. It was wild. I mean, women were crying defending Barbie. Wow. Men were mocking it. That America Ferrera speeches to me, like, that's kind of what I don't like about it. I thought it was a little too on the nose at times. Okay. But but like, I, I, but I'm I, I can't pretend that I was offended by it or hated. No, it. Like, it was, of course it was not. Good. I you know I I I didn't get the Noah Baumbach sense of it all. Like I didn't get the sense that the guy who made the Squid and the Whale wrote that movie at all. But you know, well, I, it, it was fine. There was a there was a joke about the band Pavement in there, so I feel like if That's if he true. got anything in That's there, true. he got that line in for sure. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So, and you know what? It's great content. You said it was device of a bar stool, but that's what you want a bar stool. So a Barbie movie is just—I mean—that must have given you guys hours and hours of of just yelling at each other, which is what you want. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. And my other takeaway for from last time I was on was I told you guys. Mm-hmm. All this Tom Cruise stuff was going to cost Mission Impossible at the box office. Yeah, and right. It cost. It cost. Uh, Tom Cruise selling his soul, whoring his soul for these IMAX screens, cost Mission, which was a fine movie. Mm-hmm. Cost absolutely cost it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, he didn't endorse Strays, no. and uh, that I don't think I don't think Tom Cruise endorsement would have helped Strays any more than helped Indiana no. Jones. No, but no, no. I think it's time to get into it. You know, Clayton right now, for those on YouTube, he's having camera issues, but he could hear us. He could speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't worry. Don't worry, Kirk. You've got both the B.O. boys all right, right here Thank in your you. ears. So, Clayton, Good. could you give us a plow for the box office weekend of Friday, August 18th? Yes. So, number one, we have Blue Beetle made 20 $5.4 million in its first weekend. Number two, Barbie made $21.5 million, down 36%. It lost 175 theaters. It is now at $567.1 million. Number three, Oppenheimer made $10.6 million, down 44%. It lost 440 theaters. It's at $285.2 million in its third weekend. Number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem made $8.4 million, down 45%. It lost 946 theaters. It's at $88.1 million in its, in its what is it? Oh, sorry. Um, third weekend. 
Number five, Strays, made $8.3 million in its first weekend. It is at $8.3 million, and that is not good. So we're going we're gonna to get into the number one, which is Blue Beetle, but I think the first thing we have to get into with Kirk, because the, the reason we wanted you on this particular episode, Kirk, was because of Strays. You know, mm-hmm. you were on back in June, and... At that point, Strays had just moved from June to August, but we all were on board with Strays is going to be the breakout comedy hit. You know, you yeah. were on the uh, No Hard Feelings episode with, for about the J-Law movie, and that did okay, kind of okay. underperformed, but it did fine. But we thought Strays was going to be the big comedy one. You had Insider Info, Harry Minahan had yes. loved the trailer, went bananas yep. for it. Yep. yep. So let's start off with, did Harry Minahan end up seeing this movie this weekend? I know, you you know, don't want to ask a personal question here, but did Harry see this movie? No, it's fine. So this is this is exactly what I was going to say. I remember going on here talking about Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strays comes out this, this. It's amazing how the world works. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday this week, I said to Harry, hey, that movie Strays coming out this weekend. You want to see it? No, nah, I don't really want to see it. Like, I don't know what happens, but like collectively, everybody just bailed on it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's a wild thing, but like, and you know what? I I do think, I mean, it's it's wild. Ninja Turtles beat it this weekend. Mm-hmm. This third, like, I think Ninja Turtles kind of ran it over. Yeah, um, yeah. In some ways, and I just think, like, I heard you guys talk about this. I think it was last week or the week before. There was zero. And I understand there's a strike going on, but I'm just talking advertising. Zero promotion the last few weeks. It was a super soft uh, advertising push heading into it this week. I didn't even you wouldn't have known it was coming out. Yeah, I mean that. Wow, that is damning right there. That you asked Harry, "Do you want to see it?" and he had no interest. Did he see a different movie? Did he just not see a film this weekend? Just, just didn't, he did not. Didn't care? No, we saw. He's a huge horror guy. Even okay. We saw Insidious a few weeks ago, um, uh, and we still have not seen. Um, uh, uh, talk to me. Talk to me yet. We haven't seen that. That's what we're gonna go see. Okay. Wound up not seeing it, but he had no. He even said that this is a. He's eleven years old. Yeah. You know, there's fifty million things going on. But he said, "What is that again? Wow. That should be that is the that to me is the obituary for Strays. What is that again? And if it was released in June, we would have seen it opening weekend. That that's the big one. I mean, and Clayton, if you want to jump in and and talk on this on the last episode with David Thompson of the Direct, we talked about how it seemed like the big mistake was moving this at all from June to August. That in June, people were ready. People saw the trailers. Clayton mentioned that." Those trails were all over the NBA playoffs in May and early mm-hmm. June. And then two months later, and you got Harry Minahan saying, what is that? I don't remember what that is. It's it's one of those things where, you know, you're running back and you're looking for an opening. You're looking for an opening. And then there's a few there. There's a few there. And then you wait too long. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're on your butt and you're sacked for a loss, you know, or tackled for a loss. I'm trying to do the sports thing, as you can tell. Right. But you're tackled for a loss, and that's what happened right. here, is that this should have come out when it was at its highest peak of of, of just, like, cultural knowledge or, like, uh, people understanding that it was coming out. And I felt it myself, even as a box office, uh, you know, uh, pundit. I thought this had already come out, and then I was like, okay, that's right, August. It's coming out in August. Mm-hmm. But it, it just the run-up to this was too long for a funny dog movie. Right, right. Yeah, they lost all that momentum. And, you know, they kind of bet on in June moving out to August because at that point there was the writer's strike, so there's no late-night talk shows. And they figured, all right, by August this will be settled, and you can have Will Ferrell go on the late-night shows, Jamie Foxx go on the late-night shows, sit down with Johnny, sit down with Dave, promote the movie. And they, in a worse situation where now there's the SAG strike and the actors couldn't promote this at all. I mean, Kirk, do you think that Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx being able to promote would have, you know, would Harry Minahan, you know, not no. to put it on him, but yeah. he's he's representative of America. You know, that, that yeah. kid, he's... He's I think America. More, Harry, if it had been more Mr. Beast, maybe than Will Ferrell. Maybe it's a different car or Logan Paul, right. as you always say. Right. But you know, also we don't know if Jamie Foxx is alive or not, right? I mean, isn't there like that 14 Jamie Foxes? I mean, that's also a factor. Who knows? It doesn't but, yeah, help. I, I, but I just think, you know, I just feel like when it got released to Clay's point, it was I think that was sort of didn't this come out three weeks ago? And it just mm-hmm. felt like it got swallowed by five or six other movies, and it just felt limp. Like I don't even know. 
put it this way. Like, I have no idea what the critical reaction was to it even. Was it was it awful? I didn't even read, like, a review. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, it seemed middling. So I think it, the critical reaction June wouldn't have been what helped it. But it, there was that moment where people were laughing at the trailer and the trailer funny. Yeah. knew it existed, which in August they don't know it exists right now. And you, you didn't have the situation where, you're, you know, Harry responds to Mr. Beast, but Will Ferrell's not allowed to do a stunt with Mr. Beast right now. That's you know? true. And if right. you had Will Ferrell and Mr. Beast... And the dog from Strays is peeing on Will Ferrell, and Mr. Beast is throwing baloney at him. I, I don't know what Mr. Beast does, but you figure right. it. Nor do I. But 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 I mean, why couldn't they have more commercials though? That, I, like, why is it on YouTube? And I put them when I'm watching them on YouTube. Why am I not seeing a commercial for Strays last week? Yeah. Well, they, it's, oh, sorry. Did, did you know they have a stiff on their hands? I don't know. It's it's one of those things where they could have seen the tracking and been like, are we going to throw good money right. after bad here? And so talking about Will Ferrell and hanging with dogs and doing promotion, apparently not San Diego, but another Comic-Con. I don't, did he do Comic-Con? He wasn't there for Comic-Con, was he, Pat? No, by Comic-Con there were no actors yeah, allowed. So a, a previous con, I guess, one of the cons, maybe it was Cinecon, CinemaCon, Will Ferrell did a funny bit with a dog to mm. promote this movie. But that was... Again, a long time ago. So people were like, oh, Will Ferrell did that thing with that dog. That was like three months ago. So right. you got to do the thing with the dog now. And I know he can't because of the, the strikes and things like that. But still, you should have released it right after he did the funny thing with the dog that everybody liked. Right, right. Yeah, and they couldn't do anything with these. I mean, the dogs are non-union, but the dogs are kind of useless in, in you know on late night shows or on internet shows or on... Kirk Minahan show. You know, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, if it wasn't for the strike, could have went on the Kirk Minahan show last week, sure. told everyone about strays. But you're not having this dog on. No, I can't. I don't work with dogs or with kids. That's the oldest rule in the book. You just mm-hmm. don't do it. It doesn't work. You're professional. Yeah, so, I'm not doing that. To, yeah. Tomato meter, I know, listen, we're not critics, and, you know, the tomatoes can do what they do. 55%. So, yeah. you know, not terrible, but not great. Mm-hmm. And then audience score, 73%. So not over the Ooh. moon for the audience score not either. Great. Yeah. Not great. I saw this film today, and uh, I tried to go see a showing at one theater that I thought that's where I was going to see it, and that theater canceled morning of both of its showings because oh, both of them had sold zero tickets. Is that true? Zero? Zero tickets. The the uh, movie theater in Cobble Hill on Court Street in Brooklyn, zero tickets sold for two showings in the afternoon. Had to take my business to the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. There was about 10 of us in there in a giant auditorium. And you had a, a waiter going around serving food to 10 people. It was it was pathetic for everyone. Yeah. And the people there liked it. We all liked it. I sat next to someone who really liked it and was just seemed shocked by everything in a pleasant way. But he, he I, I don't know if he knew it was going to be an R-rated talking dog movie because when they started cursing, he was like, whoa. Um, but everyone seemed to like it. But it's, it's a comedy. And when you see a comedy with 10 people, that's not going to create a buzz. No one's coming out of there having such a great experience that they're going to really talk about how you have to go see it. Cause it does feel sad to be in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same experience with no hard feelings. It was like eight people in the theater and it was funny. Like, but it was, yeah, it, it just, it just sucks the life out of it. It's a weird experience. Yeah. When you're in a theater with eight people and that beach scene happens, uh-huh. do you, do you, are people laughing or are people starting to see they're in a room with only eight people? It starts to feel like a, you know, RAP, but a Pee Wee Herman situation more than sure, a big comedy. Sure, right. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. It was sort of, I think everybody collectively thought, Oh, is that everyone's doing the same thing? Oh, is that actually her? Oh, that is actually her. We sort of all had that same moment. Yeah. Um, and I give her credit. I mean, she, she stepped up. She definitely went for it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think, I think that's sort of when I was on last time, we were talking about comedies and, you know, will comedies come back? I mean, I, I mean, is Barbie a comedy? I mean, I guess it is, but it's know, a like comedy plus, you know, right. that's yeah, the IP. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. comedies, pure comedies, which I would say strays was, you know, and Pat w- would say it's comedy plus dogs, but there's been dogs and comedies b- before. Oh, I would say know, strays is a comedy. Yeah. You're going because it's a comedy. So will it's feral and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a straight up comedy and those it's that, and the art house have not come back from COVID. And like I said in the previous episode, comedies have been struggling, mm. struggling mm-hmm. since pre-COVID. 
since, mm-hmm. you know, 2017, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Joyride too. Yeah. People are just not, they're just not going. Yeah. And we talk about, they're just, it, 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 that is a, I think now you can say that's essentially dead in the movie. People are just, you know, cause that's going to wind up. I have no idea where Stray's is going to wind up, but let's say it winds up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one on Netflix for like four days. I have no idea what that means. Like, I, I don't know what that, what that means, but that's right. what's, that's what's, and they'll say that's a hit and, They'll say 226 million people watched it or something. And it's probably bullshit, but that's going to be what happens. So strays will be landing on the cock. Oh. Yeah, the cock will be will be taking some strays because it is a universal movie. I assume you guys have both you guys have both canceled your peacocks because of this war, right? That you're in right now or no? You know, we're 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 letting the lawyers handle it right now, Kirk. And what? I know, you know, you you've had uh, you've had Different situations with different uh, different people and different. In front of the Massachusetts uh, Supreme Court, yeah, I have actually. It's actually true. Yeah. So, so there, and you let the lawyers handle it, right? Um. Yes. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this sort of what was it? The Rock and Sock connection is that what he was in for a while years ago? Yes. Yeah. Now it's the the Rock rock and. I would say the Rock and Block connection. I mean, he's blocking you guys. Mm -hmm. No, I mean we're getting rock blocked. Yeah, you're getting rock blocked. I mean, this is artistic freedom. The Rock is. Getting in the way. This is a guy who's always talking about, oh, I'm, you know, once once upon a time I was making twenty cents, whatever his company's name yep. is, three dollars or yep. something. It's a it's a fucking cheat day at ninety seven donuts today. Yep. He's two scrappy guys trying to break down box office, and he's rock blocking you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're the Rock thirty years ago. That's what the Bo Boys are now. And right. instead of putting the hand out, lifting us up, he's trying to kick us back down because he doesn't want to lose his spot. Yeah, he yeah. smells. Yeah, he he smells what you're ironically what you're cooking. Yeah. he knows he knows what he knows what's coming. I mean, what do you have advice? You know, we're in the fight in, of our lives right now. You know, yeah. The Rock and and Peacock are trying to stop the Bo Boys on YouTube before mm-hmm. we can monetize, before we could, right. you know, become giants in the industry. And you've you've been there. You've had people trying to censor you. Question. So what what, did, what advice do you have? I mean, obviously we got to fight. We know that. I mean, I think that's the thing. I think you have to be as vocal as you can. I, I, I don't think you can let loud voices silence you. That's what, that's what they're going to try and do. He's going to try and intimidate you. He's a muscular guy. He's a right. famous guy. He's a big star. You can't, you can't, you got to look at him as your equal. Mm-hmm. You guys are mm-hmm. equals. You're both human beings, the three of you. Mm-hmm. And you have to go into that, into looking at that way. Don't acquiesce to him. And let's be honest, the movies have been shit the last couple of years yeah. anyway. So mm-hmm. just, just, just say, listen, I'm equal. I, I will say this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's look at your production and what you've done the last couple of years versus the production of what he's done. Right. What's been better, the Beal Boys in 2023 or fucking Dwayne Johnson's box office? I mean, what are we doing here? Right, yeah. right. I mean, competition. Right. Compa- compare. to come on with you guys. Uh, I don't even get it. Compare Black Adam to what we did in July where what? I was traveling around the world. I was yes. in different cities every episode. Uh, uh, yeah. Clayton was holding it down. He was broadcasting from deep in the dirt. And Tell we pulled Louise, up. Yeah. yeah. And we pulled those productions off. Meanwhile, The Rock's last movie was Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. He was trying to tell me it's the most profitable movie ever made. Just lying to his people right now. It's sad. It's sad right. to see. Right. And you know what? The Rock, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but in the last year, Kirk Minahan didn't reach out to The Rock and say, hey, guys, big fan, love to work with you. That didn't happen. No, definitely. No, 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 definitely did not. No, 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 no. If you said to me right now, mm-hmm. you could be in The Rock's next movie. Yeah. Or... You can actually be a bo boy. This is not even a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Not even, and that would never. By the way, don't don't miss. I would never ask that. That's that's rude. Right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. I apologize for even bringing up the scenario. We know let's it's say, yeah. Let's just say you were you were on a, a bike in France and you broke your neck or something. You died. God forbid. Or one of those old ladies, you know, you know, thought you were attacking and sprayed you and you died or something. Right. Right. You know, I would step in if asked, but I mm-hmm. would never. I would never, if if The Rock, never, not in a fucking, I would never be in Black Adam 2 or or whatever, Jumanji 7. No, no, that's, right. that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Right. If he, point if, is, long story, tr- you guys are equals. At best for him, you guys are equals. That's what that was. At best. Yeah. Well, right now we're sort of at that point where we're he's going down, we're going up, we're connecting. And that right. is going to last like maybe maybe two or three more episodes of our show. Yeah. And then by that point, we're, right. we're past him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He's shaking the ladder. When we're trying to climb up and he's going down, you know, it's like, that's, that's rude. That's rude. Cause we would think, help him if he wasn't trying to shake the ladder, you no know? Question. Do you think, do you guys think in today's market 
that because it was kind of the last successful one of the last successful comedy teams. Mm-hmm. If there was a rock Kevin Hart movie out like two weeks from now and it looked kind of funny, would people go see it like in today's or is it just does it feel like that's a like a streaming movie? That, I was going to say that's a great if question. Not, if, it's not, if it's not Jumanji, I'm saying if it's Jumanji, right. it's yes. different. It's a franchise. If it's just they made they, they did what was it like, Central uh, Intelligence? Yeah, the CIA, right. Like yeah. if they made a movie like that where whatever the Rock was getting married to Kevin Hart's like sister or something, mm-hmm. some stupid. Would that make right. 35 million opening weekend or would it make like 12? Definitely not. Uh, it would Eight million, like 14 million or I do think Kevin Hart too has hurt his brand by doing so many streaming Much movies stuff. the yeah. last four or five years that basically people look at Kevin Hart as a guy who does streaming movies, commercials and cameos in, in like Ryan Reynolds movies. They don't look at him as a guy anymore. And he was a movie was- star. And I yeah. think now, if people saw a commercial for something with The Rock and Kevin Hart, they would assume it's on streaming. That's the big one. That it, it didn't even have to go to streaming for people to think it's going to be streaming. So by the time it actually is streaming, they're like, oh, there was that thing. Right. Because, yeah, Kevin Hart has relegated himself. And The Rock, you know, he's doing an Amazon, what is this red uh, the other red movie Red's, he's he's doing not for, Red Scare that's something red else. Yeah, doing that, for Amazon re, where he did Red Notice the Red right. One this the, is oh, the right, Rock yeah, is doing yeah. the Red One right, right right uh, which he doesn't call a movie he calls it a franchise already yeah yeah he calls it an immediate franchise because and, it's it's a, it starts as merch uh, uh, Amazon content and then there was some other vertical to it but he he will not call this a movie he won't even call his movies movies anymore now isn't it just a catalog for amazon products is this did you tell me this pat that you're going to be able to order from amazon while watching this movie oh, it's that's like interactive movie, right? yeah. i read about this yeah. yeah so that is what he's doing yeah he's a he's in catalogs now he's in video catalogs yeah yeah, he's 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 like a, a a like a a woman who's in a Kmart catalog, you know, yeah. like that's what The Rock is now, and yeah, because his next movie, the whole idea is he's Santa Claus or someone in a Santa Claus, and you could buy the things in Santa Claus sack. That's what I've gleaned from different articles about this movie. I mean, does that seem appealing to you at all, Kirk? No, but I'll, final piece of advice on this thing is, you know, you guys are being overly cynical about this rock movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't spike, don't spike the ball. Like be sort of magnanimous. Okay. Rock. Okay. That's sort of be like, Oh, you know, he's, there's a chance it could work, but, but down deep, you know, it's going to bomb. So you can shit on. Yeah. That's but a like, professional way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the way I would do with an enemy at first. I'd be like, look, maybe they have a point. We'll read it. We'll see what it looks like. I just don't think it's going to be great, but what do I know? Okay. And then, you know, it's going to be bad. So then you can, when you spike the ball, eventually you'll, people will be like, Oh, you know what? A couple months ago, they had an open mind about this boy. They really handled that well. I love it. I mean, this is Sermon from the Mount. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, yeah, that's what I'm here for, yeah. Teachings Uh, from the Book of Kirk. So, uh, on Stray's wrapping up just on that movie, I mean, do any of us think that this has anywhere up to go? I mean, this is a terrible opening weekend, 8.3. I feel like this is going to fall off a cliff and probably not, honestly, I don't think this gets to 20 million. When all said and done, I think this movie is going to wrap up in the teens. Is there any hope for this to take off? Uh, I think zero. I mean, it, people know it's a stinker now because of how bad it did. There's no urge to see this. Kids are back in school, so they're going to be moving on to other stuff. Right. And this is going to be dropping on the cock in 17 days, probably. Yeah. So before you know it, it's going to be there. Yeah, probably like 2.8 million, 3 million or something next weekend. So <sighs> like. No way it gets, it's not going to get to 20 million. I mean, I know these, you know, uh, animated movies sometimes have, but this is not that kind of movie where it's going to have legs. No. Kids are going to go see it four, three times, or mom's going to drag the, no chance. No. No. Yeah. This is not elemental. I mean, elemental is one of the stories of the summer had a, had a, a a great, uh, leggy run, but strays is not going to be that though. I will say there was a, maybe a six or seven year old who was brought into the theater that I was in today. And uh, his, he, his parents did not leave with him. So he watched this entire movie that, uh, you know, d- d- listen, is it a spoiler to say that the, a dick gets eaten in this movie? So this kid saw that. Oh, it did happen. Okay. Yeah. That was a, that was a line Harry loved so much in the trailer. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, let Harry know they do deliver it. So if, okay. if that was intriguing to him, he will see mm-hmm. it. And I, I got to say, Will Forte 
gives one of the most, and we're not critics, huh? Huh? One of the most egoless performances I've ever seen in a movie where he is a pure villain, disgusting person the entire time, no redeeming qualities, does try to kill dogs at the end, and gets dick bit off. It's it's one of the... Uh, I've never seen a, a performance in a big screen movie where someone is just that awful and demeaned the entire time. So uh, kudos to him. Um, it's a shame that this will not make him into a Jim Carrey type uh, actor, though. Right. But that tied to my final thought on movie comedies, because I was thinking of this as well with these guys, is every five or six years, even more frequently than that when I was in high school and on, you would have an SNL sketch or an SNL breakout star. And, mm-hmm. and that now that that show is essentially, you know, dead. I mean, in terms of having huge stars, that pipeline has gone to a movie comedies where, you know, Farley, Sandler, Myers, Wayne's world itself, mm-hmm. you know, every Farrell, every, even Tina Fey, you know, every couple of years, somebody would break, that hasn't happened in forever. So that's, I think, part of it, too. I think it's another reason why these things are sort of slowly, not a huge factor, but I think part of it. Yeah. I mean, Clayton, you and I, so uh, uh, we actually went to see a comedy show in New York the other day. We saw an SNL current cast member, Sarah Sherman, who's, AKA you know, Sarah sort of the, the, the breakout star on the current cast, mm-hmm. saw her do her live show. It was great. It was, you know, it, it was disgusting. It was great. And she's someone who, of course... As soon as me and Clayton experience anything in life, the first thing we do is talk box office. And we talked about how someone like her, there is no, now Zero. she's going to get a movie. Yeah. I mean, she, the truth is she could walk down the street and probably not get recognized that much. You know, like, right, in, like right. in wherever, Oklahoma City or something. Or, right. I, or, you know, Boise. Right. Where Will Ferrell was super famous. Mike right. Myers was super, you just, you know, Chevy Chase was insanely famous. So. Right. Yeah, you're right. Like, I'm, she's really funny, and she'll wind up on some show on streaming, and it'll get good reviews, and that'll be it. Right, right. Yeah, you're not you're not going to have your Wayne's World or your even your Ladies Man type movies right. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and that's the problem with what well, what happened with SNL is that it gums up the works, right? Because what's supposed to happen is you start there, you get some buzz. Or you don't, you fail, you disappear, or you find another avenue, or you go into movies. And then that goes for as long as it can go. And like you said, that stopped happening. I mean, Kristen Wiig had a good career. Sudeikis had a really good uh, career going mm-hmm. uh, as a big screen comedy guy. And Andy Samberg never really could get it together to really be the big screen guy, although the movies that he made were really funny, you know, him and the Lonely Island. But then this cast that was just previous, they all were you know, Kate McKinnon, Cicely Strong, they never were able to have any sort of movie success because comedy films started not being what people wanted to see. And now they're, like you said, relegated to streaming. And, you know, Kate McKinnon's in Barbie. But if she wasn't in that, she would be out of the cultural conversation completely. So, yeah, that is the state of comedy. But the state of superheroes... Could be worse right now. Let's move on Blue to the Beetle. number one movie of the week. But, uh, I mean, this is a as soft as a number one gets right now. Blue Beetle, the new DC movie, made $25 million. So let's go to uh, you, Kirk. And Harry Minahan had no interest in Strays. Did he have any interest or awareness that DC's Blue Beetle was coming out? No, I even said this last time. Like he, and I forget which guest mentioned this. Maybe it was last week. He last year wrote a paper. It was a trying to. I forget. It was a you know a, an argument paper, persuasive paper. Mm-hmm. And his point was that why Marvel movies are better than DC movies. Like okay. immediately he says, "Oh, it's a DC movie. I don't want to see it." Like mm-hmm. he has this huge. Is an eleven year old and his buddies have this huge bias against DC movies. So he was out. And I don't even think he knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of, we talked about it for a little bit. And he said, I don't even know who that is. I haven't seen anything about that. No one's talking about it. Nobody's doing a, you know, his guy, I forget his guy. He has some film theory guy. He goes, he's crazy. He's not doing a reaction video on YouTube right away. He's not mm-hmm. doing any of that stuff. And you know, that's, I mean, this movie, what, what was it? Clayton, what was the final total? 25. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was 
25.4, which, you know, it could go lower on Monday, too. Oh. I mean, that's one of those things where Jesus. if it has a super soft Sunday, we could be looking at, you know, 24 or something like that. It, it dropped from Friday to Saturday, which is not what you want to see. Saturday is usually supposed to be the peak of the weekend go up, and instead it dropped. So it doesn't seem like from reviews is a bad movie. I don't think the word of mouth is bad as much as it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Barbie beat it on Sunday, right? Or it was close on Saturday and Sunday, I think. I think it had a big Friday edge, but Barbie had already... I mean, Barbie will blow it away next weekend. It's yeah. just People are just going to check. I mean, you know, I know the reviews are pretty good, but who's going to see this next weekend? Nobody. Be, nobody. I, I mean, that's the thing that damned this is that it was front-loaded, and the only hope for this film was that... It was not treated like a superhero movie where it was heavily front-loaded, where it was treated as a regular film where people just went because it had factors that they wanted to see. So like the gentleman from Cobra Kai they liked, the fact that it was uh, Hispanic and Latino leaning, which they were 39% of the audience. So that was the hope. But what it turned out to be is hardcore DC people who are getting through it. That's what David Thompson, the gentleman that was on uh, talking about superheroes, he was saying that where this was his medicine. He was going to see Blue Beetle, taking his medicine. He's going to go to Aquaman, take his medicine, and then wait for Superman. That's the thought that Blue Beetle was putting in people's heads. The general audience, other than Hispanic and Latinos, rejected this film soundly. Yeah, I mean, God, that that is damning right there is to think of a movie as something you have to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Kirk, think of all the things you have to get through in your life. You've got to commute. You've right. got to deal with your staff. You're, yep. you know, oh, yeah. sometimes bumbling. And, and thank you for the staff that's helping produce Kirk's on this podcast. God bless. But oh, yeah. bum, bumblers, right? Yes. Idiots, yeah. You've got to get through that. Do you ever want to look at a movie as something you have to get through? No, and you know, and like I said, I know the reviews are pretty good, and it seems like a nice little family movie. But you know, there's still we've you guys have talked about this. The sort of the state of the whole Marvel and DC stuff right now is like I, I don't know what the next sure thing is. I have no idea. I mean, Deadpool yeah. three maybe. I mean, oh, yeah, that's, that's just true. close yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah, that'll do well. But yeah. it, it depends on when it comes out because you know we've mentioned that Deadpool could probably get churned out pretty fast because. You know, right. he's in a mask. Ryan Reynolds could, could have jumped around and then they could have looped stuff. But now we got this sag strike. So he can't even jump around mm. and wait for funny jokes to be looped over the mask. I mean, that's really going to set that back. But that is the closest to a superhero short thing that we have that's on the calendar, you, you know. Think- other than, you know, I think maybe Joker 2, but I don't look at that as yeah, a superhero movie, but I think right. that's a slam doink. Do you think DC would be smart and have Caviezel's character from Sound of Freedom become like a DC superhero? Yeah. Boosting that up a little bit, you know? I could see that as a crossover. Get those people in. I mean, the, the, that they're, you're literally buying tickets and not even going to see the movies. DC doesn't care. Yeah. And you bring Caviezel's guy, you may, I don't know if you put a mask on them or not. But you do something, you give him some sort of superpower, like he can be religious or something. So right. so here's yeah. the pitch, Kirk, and see if you like yeah. this. So in his next mission, because his mission is to stop child trafficking, which is right. a great mission. Sure. He saves some kids, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. find, um, finds a meteor. A meteor has fallen. And he goes to the sea. He's like, I like this. are the yeah. kids in danger? I must see what this is. Mm. Goes over. Meteor gives him superpowers, can fly. He's basically Superman, but, yeah. you know, you don't call him Superman. He's got the similar sort of powers, and he goes and frees the kids. I thought you were going to say, I like that. I thought you were going to say the meteor comes down, and it is it is Superman, like in, in the movie. And he's actually Pa Kent, but Lex Luthor is trying to sex traffic baby Superman. That's even better. Caviezel, wow. has, to, Caviezel has to stop that from happening. You know, Sound wow. of Freedom meets Superman. Sound of Superman? I don't know what it is. I'm just spitballing here, but yeah, you combine those two, and then you might be off to the races. Yeah, because that, I mean, is there a better advertisement for stopping child trafficking if you think, hey, one of these kids might grow up to be Superman someday? Yes. And is there a better, let's be honest about this, is there a better pitch for the sex trafficker himself than, hey, get a look at what this kid can do? 
You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Superman here. Right. Yeah. This, that is that is the gold standard. Uh, man, yeah, the money that these traffickers could make off of baby baby Kryptonians. Oh my God, it'd be unbelievable. So I think that'd be their move because uh, because right now, like I, I mean, I know the Brie Larson sequel's coming. I know Deadpool's coming. I right. know. But I couldn't tell you between now and Superman. I have no goddamn idea what what they have coming out. No clue at all. I don't right. even know. Yeah, Man of Freedom. I mean, that's that's, that's the movie. Twenty five, right? The Superman one, not Man of Freedom. That's a different one. But yeah, Superman's yeah. twenty twenty five. Is that right? Yeah, As of right now, it's gonna be a while. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So I mean, they could churn out this the Sound of Freedom, Man of Freedom, a lot quicker than that. They could really get the jump on James Gunn and his Superman. Right. With the Jim Caviezel Superman. I mean, and, and the fan bases are similar because, I mean, so much of the Sound of Freedom success was, like you said, people buying tickets to support the brand. And, you know, that brand was anti-sex trafficking, whatever the brand was there. DC and comic book fans are the same way. If you could convince them that, hey, buy these tickets for someone to show your support for the brand over Marvel, they'd That's be into that. Yeah, it's a good idea. I and mean, I think they should figure out ways to book Caviezel in all these movies. Like he can maybe solve the Rachel Ziegler problem somehow in Snow White. Snow White, yeah. You know, maybe he can maybe he can get that bad at it. Who knows? I right. know, I have no idea. All I know is Jim Caviezel right now in a traffic movie is IP baby. Well, like Sound of Freedom 2 is going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it has to happen. I think the Snow White thing is he stops the dwarves from being trafficked because mm-hmm. yeah, it's close so. enough. They're right. very, you know, it's close enough to children. Right, right. I could see that. Right, that right, right. You take the you take Snow White's wig off, and it was Caviezel's uh, FBI agent, or what? I guess he's not in the FBI. He's a man on. He's on his own, but it's yeah. It's he is, him. He doesn't answer anybody. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And he's posing as Snow White to get these dwarves out of out of these like sex dungeons. Yes. Yeah. 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 Those are. I mean, the the Sound of Freedom thing did happen since. Uh, last we spoke, when we talked in June, this couldn't have been. No, this was not on our radar. It wasn't no. until uh, Wanna Be Oh Boy Adam from the Stacks alerted us a few weeks before it came out that this was happening. We did not. Could you imagine that we were sitting there in June, the three of us, talking about no hard feelings? We had no idea that the Sound of Freedom thing was on the way. Mm-hmm. No clue. No clue. None. And it made more than Indiana Jones. It's. Yeah. I still think it make more than I know Mission Impossible is ahead of it this weekend. It's got too big of a lead. It's gonna make more than Mission Impossible in America. Yeah. Yep. It's I don't know. I don't know what story is crazier. I don't know if Barbenheimer's crazier or Sound of Freedom's crazier. I don't know. I actually think it's probably Sound of Freedom. It absolutely I mean, it's gonna make, is. Yeah, it's gonna make like $185 million in America. It's a fucking sound of freedom. Yeah. $185 million. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. It's that that's crazier because as big as Barbie was over expectations, it was a giant movie that we all knew was coming. People did not know Sound of Freedom right. existed when you were here in the middle of June. No. And then a month later, no. that's the biggest movie in the country. No, if that had just shown up on demand, like out of nowhere, never in the theory, you'd be like, oh, it's like another movie with Jim. Okay. Yeah. Instead, it's sort of got this crest and just wrote it and like didn't. And I don't know what like I don't know what the truth is. I don't know if there are empty theaters. I don't know if they're full. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. All I know is it's another example of like a, a, a people feeling like they've been ignored fairly or unfairly and answering it. And like if I'm if I'm a movie theater owner or or a or a studio head, at some point you have to say there is money like horror movies. There is money to be made here. How do we do it? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I know they may not agree with them politically. That's fine. You know, who really cares in 2023 when you're trying to keep theaters alive? It's about making money. Yes. So if you release two or three of those a year, relatively low budget, one of them makes $40 million, then, right. then you've done well. Right. And, I, and, and Kirk, I think that's a great point. And I think we, we you know, we here at the BO Boys are agnostic. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. talk about money. We don't talk about politics, things like that. Those things are put on us, but- what we really look at is how much did a movie make? And when you're looking at something like Sound of Freedom, you can't deny that it was a crazy success no matter how it happened, no matter if people showed up or not. We're not saying they did or they didn't, but we are saying that that was such a huge that was such a huge paradigm shift and a 
awesome scam. And we say scam with love. Yeah. That's the other thing. We love a scam. We love a scam. Oh, it's a great move. Yeah. 3D is a scam. Those things aren't in the room with you. It's a scam, right? That right. We love scams. So Sound of Freedom pulled a great scam and the theater owners are benefiting. So if a theater owner can benefit, then we're happy about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, that sequel's got to come. I, I mean, the Blue Beat, I mean, it, the Sound of Freedom sequel is way more likely than a Blue Beetle sequel after this opening weekend. Well, just to give you guys a little bit of hard numbers. Okay, great. So Blue Beetle is the lowest opening weekend for any DCEU film. Oh. Except for Wonder Woman 1984, which we all know came out December 25th, 2020. Right. It made less than The Suicide Squad, which opened to 26. And it made less than Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which made 30. So this is terrible. And also, the budget wasn't gigantic, but it also was over $100 million. So this is not a successful film by any stretch. I'm going to ask you guys this because you mentioned Shazam there, uh, Clayton. You mentioned Shazam yep. 2, Fury of the Gods, opened bigger than Blue Beetle. And Kirk, before, you were giving us great advice that mm-hmm. we should be humble when we talk about vanquishing our competitors. You know, and in terms of The Rock, we're going to be humble. We're going to uh, go to Red One with an open mind. That way, yep. we could say we told you so after a bomb. Pretend that, yeah, pretend to have an open mind. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're gonna. I mean, I love and it's. It, I love the way you do the. Uh, who knows? Who am I? You know, that's yeah. right. You got to do that. Yeah. That that's great. Shrug your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shoulder shrug is huge. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be studying this clip over and over again to nail that shoulder shrug. And do you think because Zachary Levi, the star of Shazam? Yeah. He went, you know, he was on a bender after Shazam bombed. He was trying to tell people that they were wrong for not going, all that. Do mm-hmm. we think we're going to get a Zachary Levi post about how Blue Beetle didn't beat Shazam's opening weekend? Do You know, do we think he's going to take the Kirk Minahan advice of trying to be humble, or, or are we expecting a, uh, a Zachary Levi a shitting on Blue Beetle post coming up? I don't think so. See, I mean, he, he seems like he's been, like you said, he's been pretty talkative lately. He played Kurt Warner, right? In that terrible movie. He yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, that's a, it'd be a very weird victory lap to take. I mean, but I mean, like, you know, maybe, but it is, it's, I mean, Blue Beetle is not going to make 60, he's not going to make 70 million. To ma- it won't make 70 oh, million. Oh, no, right? no way. No. I don't 60, think so. Maybe. It, so the, the thing so, is, uh, I'll make 60 because next week it'll make what, 12? It'll make like 12 or 15. I mean, I will say the, the great Scott Mendelson. Kids, who, I guess. but So the, the great Scott Mendelson who brought mm-hmm. us all together, Kirk. Yes, thank you, Scott. He did uh, tweet out today that there is a chance because there's not any family films coming out for the next right, few months right, right. that this movie, this Blue Beetle, could have a leggy run by default by being, you know, the next couple of weeks you've got Equalizer 3, you got The Nun, you've got October is basically all horror movies coming out. So you've got some runway where if the families do catch on to this movie, it could have a leggy run. But I think even in that scenario, it does maybe three times its opening weekend. So like 75 million feels like the high end here, but it could be as low as not hitting 60. That That's definitely on the table. So here, let's have a little over-under here. Okay. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, ended up with $57.6 million. Do we think Blue Beetle, which opened $5 million less, makes over or under that in its whole run? Huh. I mean, I'll take gonna, the under. I'm going to go under. I actually think yeah. next weekend's going to be bad for it. Mm-hmm. I think people, I think it's going to be like a, you know, near 60% drop next weekend. Yeah. And you're talking whatever, whatever that is, 11. Then it's going to make another 20 million. I, I get what Scott Mendelson's saying, but I don't, who's going to see it three weeks from now? I don't think it's, kids are not going to see it like they saw Elemental. No, I think it's going to make like, I'll say 54, 55. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in, uh, in the deadline wrap up, they did mention that kids 
have been going back to school, which man, that, that feels early. Right. Being a kid is being a oh, kid yeah. is terrible. I, I much rather yeah. be an adult podcaster, mm-hmm. but they're already going back to school. And, you know, elemental had that run because kids were home all day and parents were trying to get them out of the house. But if kids are back in school, no one's going to see Blue Beetle on a Tuesday afternoon in, in a week. Yeah, so I guess I, hmm, maybe the under. It's yeah, that that's a rough that's a rough spot. If Blue Beetle is topping out in at fifty six, fifty seven million, then that that that's a real bad spot. And uh, yeah, I mean it really is. There's there's no sure thing. Slam doing superhero movies coming up anytime in the next year. So it's it's a bad spot. So those are the two big ones. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, you know, we talked about Sound of Freedom. I do want to get your thoughts, Kirk, on what happened with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This movie's, you know, it's at 164 domestic. It's obviously not a bomb, but it did underperform. Did you see this film? And what do you think contributed to why it didn't, you know, People thought this might have ended up being the biggest movie this summer. Back in May, this was one of the the, the predictions yeah. to be the get the Maverick bump, make a billion dollars, and that didn't happen. What do you think right. happened here, Kirk? Bar- Barbieheimer, that's it. Like mm-hmm. literally, that wiped it off the face of the earth because everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about well, here comes Cruise again. He's going to save movies. We're doing this again. He's doing all these things. He did that thing with James Corden where they did whatever they do, Cats or something. I forget what they did. They did mm-hmm. some Broadway thing. And oh, Cruz is great again. I think a couple of things. Number one, I, I didn't actually didn't fall for this one. There were a lot of people who thought that the Top Gun Maverick crowd was just going to necessarily roll into the Mission Impossible crowd. I never really believed that. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible was never an insane franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't happen. And then, I mean, it was like the next week, right? Was it two weeks or was it the it was, next week? It was the next week. It, it only had one week. weekend. And to your point, I think one of you guys said this a few weeks ago, you know, a month before Barbie and Oppenheimer were like looking at like 45 million and $18 million opening weekend. Something just happened. It just became, which was awesome. Movies became, those two movies became the center of cultural conversation. And it kind of still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just blew mission impossible out of the water. Mission impossible was re- really well reviewed. I liked it. I thought it was a little, a lot, a lot of exposition, like a lot of explain, a lot of explaining going on. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the United States of America. I don't know about you, but yeah, that might have been the it. issue. Yeah, I mean, I saw it with a great American movie star in the American movie theater, you know, right. surrounded by Americans. Wait, um, it's supposed to be seen, right? Yeah, I, right. Yeah, they they served me soft cheeses when I saw it. Oh, was that why? Well, you know, what I had I had Freedom Fries. Yes, I had. I had a double helping of Freedom Fries, mm-hmm. um, and some beer. But um, claim that a bucket I, of rocks. Uh, yeah, well, I did have some uh, tobacco spit to, you know, to yeah, wash you it have down to, with. You got to do that. Yeah. But I think that's it. Like, it's not like I don't, this one. If those two movies didn't ever get released or released next year, this movie probably would have actually made another $100 million domestic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, literally, I think it's that much. I think yeah. people just want to see, especially the IMAX stuff. Everyone went to see uh, Oppenheimer and IMAX, and it just blew Mission Impossible, and it just never... Never came back. Whereas, like, Indiana Jones, I thought was just, uh, which I saw was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of lifeless. Mission Impossible, I thought, was good. Like, yeah. I don't think it was great. I don't know how much of it was part one sort of element of that. I don't know. I don't know if some people were like, well, screw it. I'll wait and watch it and see part two. And I don't know that. But I do think it really came down to the next weekend, those two movies coming out. But there also was, and I know this is a very Sound of Freedom heavy episode, but that also yes. feels no, like... Right. The yeah. Maverick people went to see that instead of yeah. seeing Mission Impossible. Not everybody, but I think there was a contingent of people who had saw Maverick in the theater. First first movie since a long time, even probably not even COVID related. Just mm-hmm. they don't go see movies. And then this movie came out and they saw Sound of Freedom. And they're not Tom Cruise fans. They're Top Gun fans. Right. You know, and they're those sort of the military America sort of fans. And that's great that they had another movie that served them. And I don't think Mission Impossible serves that same sort of demo. Right. I think that's I think that's I think that's right, too. I do think that's sort of that middle America crowd, Mm -hmm. that Iowa crowd. You guys don't understand this. I'm sort of, you know, I'm an everyman. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like Charles Carl. I'll go across America and talk to people. You guys are, you know, which I respect. 
you're coastal elites. You're not yes. going to get your hands dirty. And you're not going to Omaha. No, no, no. I got freedom Kaiser. You know, they're, they're doing that. I so, go the other direction on the globe, Kirk. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You're yeah. over the ocean and yeah. the Champs-Élysées and that whole, I, I can respect that. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I think that's, I think that's a good point. And I don't know, I, I don't know how part two is going to do, but it does feel like, you know, I, but I also, I actually, talk, somebody called, we take calls on the show. I took a call tonight. Someone was asking about, about the movies this summer. And like the, the, you're, tip, you're tempted to say that because of Fast X and because of The Flash and because of Indiana Jones, that these sort of they're going to move away from these big giant things. But then Barbie makes a fortune and Guardians makes a fortune, and they're just going to keep doing it again. That's it's not going to they're not going to learn any lessons from these movies bombing. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. And, and whatever they learn will be the wrong ones because it's now you're going to have 20 new Mattel movies. Right. Yeah. The lesson yeah. really was let a Greta Gerwig type person make their movie as opposed to make the Stretch Armstrong movie now. Right. With some, you know, hack director and no, and they'll make no money and they won't understand why. Right. No, that's exactly right. Right. So before we go, Kirk, is there anything you're excited for in the next few weeks? I mean, uh, looking at oh, some trailers I saw, there was an Equalizer 3 is coming out. Nope. Nope. Not feeling that. You know, I'm the world's biggest Stallone fan. I will see the Expendables in the theater. I have to do that. Um, uh, that almost feels like your obligation. That feels like yes. the way David yeah. Thompson said he, he just had mm -hmm. to get it over and see blue beetle. Yep. Do you feel like you have to get it over with and see expendables four? Yeah. I was the one guy in the theater who during Creed three was like sort of expecting Stallone to just show up. It didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the other Harry Minahan movie, um, is because this is like, I guess this has some life on YouTube. His buddies are talking about this Five Night at Freddy's. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, that, although that's day and date on Peacock as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some talk about that meaning something to those guys. I don't know what that means. So you're right. They'll probably just watch it on Peacock. Mm -hmm. um, is there a... Is there a legacy? I know there's no Halloween this year. Is there a friend? Oh, is that terrible exorcist one, right? That, so that was the other trailer I saw before Strays. That is the David right. Green exorcist, which yeah. it's to me not, you know, having a Halloween movie where the big hook is, hey, Mike Myers is back, isn't quite the same as, hey, Ellen Burst is Burstyn, back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't quite excite the audience yeah. uh, as much. No, no, no. Yeah, no. So not really. I mean, you know, um, Scorsese comes out in October, right? That yeah, that's the big one. Is you got Scorsese's Killers I'll of Flower the Moon? Yeah, I'll see that in the theater. I will go see that in the theater. I feel like I have to do that for sure. And I'm looking forward to. it. I think it's a great trailer. Yeah, but um, but no, I, I mean it's just a weird. I will not be. I don't think I'll be taking part in um Saw Patrol. I don't think I'll be doing that. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't think. I don't know that yet. But I don't think I'll be doing that. I mean, you got to get Harry Manhan. Obviously, he's way past the pop part yeah, of it, but, yeah, yeah. but saw he do. Yeah. So yeah. So you might end up seeing it as a, yeah, I don't think saw patrol is going to be Barbenheimer as much as they're trying no, to no. make it that it's, it's not organic. It doesn't really work that way. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You never know. We're, we were sitting here in June. We didn't know what was coming our way in July with sound of freedom with Barbenheimer. So here we sit in August and we'll get back together soon. And we'll say, Anytime. man, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I right. think where you guys were in 2020, you know, doing these shows, having these directors on, and now you could definitely make the case. There will be books written. This might be the wildest box office summer of all time. Yeah. Like it's between the bombs, between Barbieheimer, between Sound of Freedom. Like, I think this is, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of the last time a box office summer was this. I can't think of it. And I, like you guys pay attention to stuff all the time. Yeah. No, this, this feels seismic the way, you know, that Batman 89 summer did the mm -hmm. way the Iron Man summer did in its day. This feels like a summer that, yeah, books will be written about it. We'll probably yeah, write the I book. Feel like, yeah. You'll write the one, I feel like summer 98, I feel like with Saving Private Ryan, Godzilla bombed, some yep. about Mary. Yep. Like every, you know, every 15th, but this is definitely one of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a sea change coming, and we're on the crest of it. Yes. Yes. Now, with this. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's no coincidence that you guys are. I mean, it, it, believe me, it's no coincidence. You guys are a factor. Right. Of course. Right. Now, this uh, Expendables 4, September 22nd. Now, Megan yep. Fox has pivoted to action films. She is in this movie. Kirk, Correct. any chance that week she gets Babe of the Week? Is that possible that Megan Fox, I mean at this late of a date, Gets Babe of the Week. 
Later, later the date in her life. Yeah, a date in her life. Yeah. No, I think we're. I think we're. We we welcome all. We certainly welcome all. Uh, you know, even if they're seasoned, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would. Yeah. We could throw her in the mix. I have no problem with that. I mean, I, I'm sure she'll look great in that. Yeah. Um. You know, I am absolutely convinced it's going to be a terrible film. Don't get me wrong. Mm, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not really sure why this movie's happening, but I will. I will be there. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could nominate Megan Fox. Sure, no problem. Maybe get her on the show. Who knows. But that'd be great. But you know what? With Expendables four, who am I? Who do I, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, right? It could, it could, it could, it could get the right. You know, who the hell knows? The right, it could get the right friggin' TikTok video, and then they'll make like fifty million opening weekend. Yep. There you go. So, Kirk, what is coming up on the Kirk Minahan show? I know you were just took a little vacation after mm-hmm. the big live show, but now you're back. You're you're going through resumes for for a new uh, stunt boy on the show, whatever yep. the open position is. So, what yep. is coming up on the Kirk Minahan show? Let all of our new listeners know what to expect. Yeah. Well, not just that. I mean, now uh, the producer itself is that job will be open. Now we've got a lot. We've got, we're gonna have an interesting fall. We're, we're kind of we're gonna a new producer. We're gonna have a new associate producer. Um, a time of change right now uh, as the fall begins um, on the Kirk Minahan show, and I I am not. I'm resistant historically to change. Um, I kind of like a system. I kind of like a setup. So, um, you know, we'll do it live. We'll, we'll, we'll fuck it. We'll do it live. Great. And, uh, and you know, you'll see the producers come in here. It'll be a whole process. Nothing will be behind the scenes. We're going to have it all there. The, the men, the fans will be weighing in on social media. It'll be a war and whoever gets selected, I'm sure will be a disaster. And, and so it goes and so it goes. So yeah, so that, that'll be the story. And that disaster is going to be great for radio. It's going to be great for the next ratings book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just, you know, at this point I would like to have some calm, but this is just, you know, you guys know, like you're always, there's always a new enemy. There's always a new story. There's always something new that annoys you. So, uh, uh, it'll never end. I suspect. And I just signed a new deal with Barstow. So I'm going to be here for four more years through 2027 into my fifties. Yes. So. Congratulations. That is yeah, yeah. so yeah, many summer yeah. movie seasons to cover on Barstool. That's true. That is true. That is true. You're exactly right. And you guys now you, you have new ownership, which is the old ownership. I'm and so you're, you. or do you feel like you're freer than ever? Like I know you, you know, Barstool was previously owned by what? Penn gambling. And nationally. Yeah. They really left me alone to be fair. Okay. But yeah. I mean, but Dave Portnoy, uh, bought the company back and I've known Dave forever. He mm-hmm. hired me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's, I, I will say the company itself seems reinvigorated. They really did leave me alone and I got mm-hmm. in some real trouble and said a lot of dumb things and they never really bothered me, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Dave and I'm happy for the company, but yeah, there's sort of this, everyone feels sort of reinvigorated, which is nice. You need that. Um, and I think the company needed that. So I think it's a good thing. That's great. So, so then Penn never interfered, never like said, Hey, this is who we want as baby of the week this week. You didn't get that kind not, of, not to my knowledge. No, no, no. I, I don't think there was an, ever any pushback on that. Um, mm-hmm. but no, no, they, 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 I think they pretty much left there. And I don't know who the reigning, ba- I've been on vacation. I don't know who the, who, I don't know who the babe is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's, the, I don't know who the babe is right now in the world. I have no idea. I'm an old man. Is it Sydney Sweeney? Is it Florence Pugh? Yeah, it, I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge had her run uh, in June and July, but I, I think she's right. unfortunately yeah. replaced. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was terrific. She was true. She was what I mean. What a performance in that film. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kirk Minahan show. There's going to be a lot of chaos coming up, and and we're going to love it. We're going to see live job interviews. That that's usual. Yeah. So, of course, here at the B.O. Boys, email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the B.O. Boys pod. Want to be intern Christopher doing a great job with the vertical videos. Kirk, how how is that part of the show going? Do you have someone who's making vertical videos for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, OK. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I am not great. at. I don't pay a lot of attention to it, but people react to it now on social media. I enjoyed I was coming back. I did a thing in Barcelona, in Illinois. I was flying back and I listened to the episode Chris was on a few weeks ago, right? Maybe a yes. month ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought he was very good. I thought he did a good job. He's yeah. I mean, listen, the, we always say he gives us hope for the future of America. When we talk to a good kid like that, who's making good vertical videos like that, that's what you want out of uh, the youth right now, making those vertical Absolutely. videos. Are you going to have any of these women on who you, you watch, talk to with your mom? That would be a good episode. You're going to have like, a couple of the old ladies on or no? Uh, you know, I, we had a long talk, but then uh, I didn't get their contact info before they they I, you know went to the Red Lobster or wherever they oh, were off to. Yeah, yeah. Right. still alive though. We think. I mean, hopefully listening. 
you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure they listen to the podcast. Yes. Yeah, probably. So old ladies who I met at the Oppenheimer uh, post-show lobby discussion, if you're listening to this, send an email to the Podcast at gmail.com, come on the show, uh, and then possibly land a, a spot on the Kirk Minahan show. You know, he might want awesome. to talk to you afterwards. Absolutely. And, and five-star review. Those ladies need to five-star review. That. Have your have your grandkids show you how to do that. Yes. Five-star review on iTunes. So five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And, of course, we are YouTubers. So watch the B.O. Boys on YouTube and like, subscribe, and ring that bell. Kirk, you got to remember to tell your audience to ring that bell. That's one of the Absolutely. most important things a podcaster no to do. No question. And yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Kirk, thank you so much. Anytime, Kirk. Anytime. I'd love to be on. So, Clayton, I think that's it. I think we've done it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything left to say. There possibly can't be anything left to say. Except for, until next time, we'll we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.